Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to uh, Quality Control. Don't do these all the time. Not going to be addressing the Niners directly today, but I do think it's a fun week to really break down the upcoming upcoming opponent in depth because um, this is the closest thing the Niners are going to have to a playoff game until the playoffs. The closest thing the Niners are going to face to a playoff team until the playoffs. So uh, I just spoke to a coach on the phone. Instead of having like a Washington uh, Commanders insider on, I just spoke to a coach that I trust who knows everything about everything. And we talked about Washington for about an hour. So I'm going to go through, I took notes, talk about what we talked about and um, take any questions you guys have. Let me know if my audio isn't good, if it's too loud, if it's too quiet. I can always fix that. Just let me know. So here we go. Starting with the Ron Rivera factor. Ron Rivera is a very good coach. Um, I mean, he's not like one of these cutting edge young offensive coaches, but he's a he's very good defensive coach, and he's a very good leader who always has his guys ready to go. And I think it speaks well of him that even though this team, Washington, isn't great. What's their record? I don't know. Not great, but they're the one team that's beaten Philly. And not only did they beat Philly, they went into Philly and beat him up one by 11, 32 to 21 against Philly. So that to me speaks well of Ron Rivera. They didn't just go into Philly and play passive and try to, you know, hold their own and hope that maybe would Philly would beat themselves. No, they went into Philly and were extremely aggressive and they took it to Philly. And that's exactly the mentality that Washington's going to have in this game. They're not going to come to the 49ers. They're going to go all the way across the country and play a passive, conservative, run the ball a lot game. Now, they're going to run the ball a lot, but they're going to also probably take shots. They're going to be more aggressive than you expect because that's Ron Rivera's mentality in these situations. Um, he comes from a military background. He's going to have these guys ready to go and aggressive. So just go back and look at that game that Washington had against Philly. Like, Taylor Heineke wasn't even good in the game. His quarterback rating was 66, and Washington won by 11. Their defense really gave Philly problems. Philly has the best offensive line in the league, and Washington's D-line won the matchup. Won the matchup, and they didn't have Chase Young, who's going to be making his season debut this weekend against the Niners, who do not have nearly as good as an off of an offensive line as Washington. So this is going to be fun. The only question I have is, even though the Ron Rivera factor is real, Washington could be tired. Short week for them. They played Sunday night, and then they had a, now they're tr flying cross-country uh, to play on a short week on Saturday. So that's tough. The Niners have had nine days to prepare. So maybe maybe Washington is just drained. But on the other hand, they haven't clinched a playoff spot. They're playing for a playoff spot. And uh, they've done this before. They went into Philly and whooped Philly. So this is the one team that can feel like they can travel to the 49ers and feel confident. Not a lot of other teams looking too confident against the Niners right now, but Washington is the one team that's done something like this, One pulled off a uh, an upset like this. Another factor that's important, the Jack Del Rio factor. So he's the, def I don't know if you know this, but he's the defensive coordinator for Washington. You know who Jack Del Rio is. He's a very good coach, a very smart defensive coordinator, and him along with Ron Rivera give Washington like lots and lots of brain power and experience on the defensive side. This is going to be a team that has a really probably 
good plan against the 49ers. And I think if you have been watching, if you're trying to figure out what to do against Brock Purdy and the 49ers, really going back to the uh, Miami game where Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt, I think um, Miami pointed showed that the Niners' offense seems to have trouble sometimes picking up blitzes. This, you can get free rushers against the Niners by blitzing. And Miami injured Jimmy Garoppolo that way. Um, they forced Brock Purdy to run around a lot and make some throws while taking hits that way. And then the next week, the first play of the game against Tampa, Tampa blitzes, gets a free rusher, really hits Purdy hard, and it's a 15-yard penalty because they hit him too hard, essentially. Um, landed on him probably the same thing with Nick Bosa uh, from Seattle yeah so um, I think Jack Jack Del Rio saw that I think Ron Rivera saw that now these guys are very aggressive both of them very aggressive defensive style coaches I don't think they're just going to hang back and rush for all the time although they could with this really good defensive line they have but I think they're probably going to test Kyle Shanahan's uh Blitz protection schemes. Um, I would think so. Because it's not just the quarterback who has to have answers for it. It's the it's the coordinator. It's the, the offense itself. And the Niners haven't always had answers for blitzes. As you've seen, even Kurt Warner pointed that out a couple months ago when the Niners lost to the Chiefs. So I want to see what Jack Del Rio and Ron Rivera, two of the better defensive coordinators in the league with two of the most experienced defensive coordinators in the league, have cooked up for... Young Brock Purdy. Uh, Washington is dangerous because they play up to better opponents. Yes, they do. They beat Philly. Um, let's talk about the Kyle Shanahan factor. So Washington should be ready to go. They have a ton to play for. They have a really good coach who specializes in getting his team ready to go. Uh, and not just ready to go, but they play hard. They play like he played, Ron Rivera. They hit hard. They're physical. Kyle Shanahan, he's had his team playing really hard for the last two months and a half. Seven games in a row. I mean, just terrific. They needed to do it. And now, since they were so good for so so consistently good for the last almost two months, they get three games off. Three games that don't mean as much. And it'll be interesting. Like, theoretically, the Niners could lose this game, win the next two, you know, with their eyes closed. And still, what, be the three seed? Nothing would change. So I think a lot of people, everyone probably understands in that locker room that they could lose to Washington and everything would be just fine. It's not a must-win game by any stretch. In, in fact, it's a game that they could drop. If, if they lose, there's nothing to be upset about. So how does Kyle Shanahan motivate his team against a Washington team that is coming in with, a ton, with everything to play for? It's a playoff game for them. And you know they're going to be up for the challenge because they beat Philly and Philly. So how does Kyle Shanahan make sure his guys are up for the challenge? What does he use to get them up for the I mean, a few weeks ago, all he had to do was show what Raheem Mostert said about how they had more talent than the Niners. That worked. Good job, Raheem. That was really smart. Um, what, is, what is Kyle going to use this week? You know, he already said if, if players are if – if they're hurt and there's a risk of them getting more in, injured by playing, they're not going to play in this game. So, does that mean that he's going to be cautious? He's going to be holding people out? Are the Niners going to be making business decisions on the field? I don't know. It, 
I'm sure Kyle Shanahan's thought about this with his and talked about it with all of his people he trusts, and he has a, a plan to get the Niners up to play a very what's going to be a very probably low-scoring physical game. It's going to be hard. If they win this game, it's going to take a lot of effort. They're going to have to play they pl- play exactly how they played the last few months, couple months. Can Kyle Shanahan get them to do it? They've had nine days off, big emotional win last week, nothing to play, very little to play for this week. I want to see what Kyle Shanahan can do as a motivator leader because you know I'm counting on Ron Rivera to have his team ready to go. I guess it's easier to motivate the Washington squad than the Niners squad this week. I want to see what Kyle's got. Other thing that makes this game really interesting to me is this one particular matchup. The Niners are better than Washington pretty much across the board except here. This particular matchup is might be the most lopsided matchup in the game. Washington defensive line against the Niners offensive line. Washington has Jonathan Allen and Deron Payne in the, uh, at defensive tackle. Both, both those guys are monsters. Then they have Montez Sweat, excellent edge rusher, and now Chase Young, who was their, you know, their Nick Bosa Jr. Missed most of the season, making the season debut now. So they're the strongest they're a really strong D-line. It's probably the strongest defensive line the Niners offensive line has faced this season. And I think what's interesting is a few weeks ago, before Purdy became the starter, a lot of people talking about how Christian McCaffrey has transformed the Niners offense and their offense has been just unstoppable with him. Well, a few weeks ago, they scored 13 points against New Orleans. And New Orleans, all they had really on defense is, well, I mean, not all they had on defense. But what they one of the things they had on defense is a very good defensive line. Cameron Jordan, Marcus Davenport, a very good defense. Not a great defensive line, but a very good defensive line. They owned the trenches in that game. The Niners had a very tough time doing anything on offense, only scored 13 points. Since then, the Niners really haven't faced a great D-line. They faced Tampa, who has Vita Vea, but he left the game immediately almost. Um, Seattle has really no one. They were down to their third-string nose tackle. Uh, this is This is the... I mean, this is like a, a San Francisco. It's this D line is really on par, not on par, but it's up there with the Niners D line. And uh, I'm curious to see. We hear that Mike McGlinchey has two broken ribs right now. He's playing through that. Not to mention whatever else that causes him to kind of limp around the field between plays. So McGlinchey's compromised. Um, Spencer Burford is a rookie. I don't see how he can match up physically. I don't think. How does he have the strength to block Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne? That's a tough one. Uh... Jake Brendel, Aaron Banks, see how they do. And then Trent Williams, great player. He's going to be going against Chase Young. That's going to be a very interesting matchup. Chase Young, he can really, like Bosa, line up wide and put a lot of pressure on offensive tackles with speed that most edge rushers don't have. So when the Niners' offense struggles, it's usually because they go up against a D-line that they can't block. Kansas City game. New Orleans game. Big D-line. Chris Jones took over. Uh, Cameron Jordan took over. Um, will Jonathan Allen take over? Will Deron Payne take over? Will Montez Sweat take over? I don't know. It'll be very interesting to see because I think Philly has a similarly large defensive line. And one question I have about if the Niners make it to the NFC Championship game and face Philly is, can they block Fletcher, Clock, Fletcher Cox? Roger Klotz. Fletcher Cox. Can they block him? Can they block Brandon Graham? A lot of guys over there in Philly that are really comparable to Washington. So this is a nice, like, acid test for the 49ers. This is a the, the this is the playoffs before the playoffs. This is a playoff D line, and the the one position group on the Niners that is not as good as it should be 
is the offensive line. It should be better than this. Good for Banks, good player. Trent Williams, good player. Brendel, solid. The right side, not good enough. Maybe Burford next year. But uh, I think Brunskill should be playing in this game. I've talked about that. And McGlinchey's just not good enough. I, these are the games where I'm concerned about McGlinchey. Will he be, you know, will he give up the sack on the key play of the game? And will he be the reason the Niners lose? Because he's by far the worst starter on the team. So this is the matchup I'm looking at. Another matchup that's really, well, in the same vein as Washington D-line, Niners O-line, it'll be interesting to see how the Niners protect Purdy because not only is this the biggest test the Niners offensive line has faced, it's the biggest test Purdy has faced. He hasn't faced a pass rush like this. He has not faced a pass rush like this. And um, if the 49ers can't run the ball, like Jordan Mason might not play, Christian McCaffrey, you don't want to give him 25, 30 carries. If the 49ers offensive line is getting blown off the ball, then their run game isn't going to be great, and they're, they're going to turn into a one-dimensional drop-back passing team, which has not been Purdy's biggest strength. I mean, he's been a, an improvement over Jimmy as a play-action passer and, and a rollout passer, but not necessarily a straight drop-back passer. His numbers are actually lower, worse. Uh, he doesn't have the arm strength that Jimmy has, sorry. Um, so if that's what the game becomes, the Niners are going to have to figure out how to protect Brock Purdy. If he has to drop back a lot, he's going to get hit a lot unless the 49ers do something Make some adjustments. And what's interesting is usually when, um, well, first, first of all, what the Niners like to do is put all five of their weapons in the, pa- in, in the, in the play, in the route. The running back, the fullback, the, the wide receivers in the tight end. All, how do you cover all of them? Well, this is a week where maybe you need to be having, instead of having five-man protections against this team that has a great D-line and an extremely aggressive D coordinator who's going to blitz and bring pressure, maybe you want to, have some seven-man protections, especially on third down, you know. And even if it's not third down, maybe you have you keep guys in to chip and that kind of stuff. And what's interesting about that is, does that take Christian McCaffrey out of the game? Um, to me, no, not necessarily. Because if you're keeping guys in to block, you don't want McCaffrey blocking. He's not a good blocker. He's little. You want McCaffrey running routes. But I do think if you have keep people staying in, that means use check. Got to stay in and block. Kittle, got to stay in and block. And, and your receivers in this game, a lot of, on third down, are going to be Jennings, Ayuk, McCaffrey. Those three. And frankly, that's more than enough. But if Kyle tries to get cute and get all these receivers out in, in the pattern because that's what he likes to do, then man, Purdy's going to get hit a lot. He's already got a messed up oblique slash rib. He's going to get hit a lot in this game if Kyle just goes with the normal passing game. Um, you know, a lot of this like empty backfield, you see that with the Niners a lot. Empty backfield, no running back back there. Ooh, don't do that against Washington. Purdy will get lit up. He'll be running for his life. That's no Purdy. Will be, no, no, he won't get lit up. But what he'll have to do is essentially protect himself. And what I'd like the Niners, what I'd like Kyle Shanahan to do is protect him by keeping eighty-five and forty-four. Those dudes, their their job in this game is to be the bodyguards in the pocket, personal protector for Brock Purdy. Their job is not to run downfield and catch a bunch of passes. They need to keep Brock Purdy healthy. I mean, seriously, this is football. This is a violent game, and there is no guarantee that Brock gets through this one. Remember, what he said last week was, and I knew I was going to start, but I didn't know I was going to make it through it. You know, I, I, He figured if he took a few hits, he may not make it through. Well, Seattle couldn't touch him. He was MC Hammer out there. But I wouldn't just expect, it's not going to be that kind of game where he just gets, there's no Debo Samuel. 
He doesn't have these quick options, you know, at his disposal. There's McCaffrey, but again, how many times do you want to give the ball to McCaffrey in a game that, that you don't have to win? You don't have to win. So, fine, okay. Just don't get pretty hurt, Kyle. Seven-man protections, eight-man protections. That's what you do. Over-under, two holding calls for Big Mike. Mm. You should have put it at 1.5, Tommy. That's a, just a rookie move. But I'm going to say over. I'm going to put it right at two. I think two is the, the magic number. Unless you're De La Soul. Jesus says, if this D-line beats us, uh, will, this show us will this show a big weakness going into the playoffs and teams trying to attack us different? I think we know that this is not that this is the Niners' biggest weakness, the offensive line. Is it a weakness? I don't know. I guess we'll see. But it's their weakest position. And I just think it's interesting um, without Debo Samuel, who you can just throw those quick screens to and it's not an issue anymore, your offensive line. What's it, Will it be an issue? All right, moving on to a different matchup. The wide receivers for the commanders against the Niners cornerbacks. One thing about Washington, they're not an explosive. You don't really think of them in a, as an explosive offense because they run the ball so much, and their quarterback is, you know, little Taylor Heineke. Little Taylor Heineke. They do have really good wide receivers. So they got Terry McLaurin, who is a legit Pro Bowl number one receiver. Really good player. Better than Brandon Ayuk. And I think Brandon Ayuk is a Pro Bowl caliber player. McLaurin's better. Then they got Curtis Samuel, who's also very good, and they got rookie Jahan Dotson. Who, that's three. Three good receivers. And the thing about the Niners is we don't even know if Traverius Ward's going to play. So if he doesn't, the Niners' starting cornerbacks would be uh, Diamador Lenore and Janoris Jenkins, who was really just doing nothing, like was on practice squad recently. Um, so that's not great against a team that has three really good receivers. So, um, and so Traverius Ward could play. And let's say he does, although I'm not sure he will. Remember Kyle said, if, if well, it's a concussion, right? Might want to be careful considering the Niners don't need to win the game. But let's assume Traverius Ward plays. Even if he does, all Washington has to do is take turns, taking shots down the field at Lenore. Go at Lenore as much as you can. Because really, teams haven't done that very much yet. They've gone at him a little bit with some success. But I think what you're going to see with Washington, who's not going to come in passive, they're going to try to be aggressive and make a statement. I think the statement they're going to make is, our wide receivers are way better than D'Amador Lenore. So we're going to go down the field. You know, they could do this once a quarter, take shots down the field at Lenore, and not necessarily even expecting to complete the pass. But you could be doing it just to see if you could draw a pass interference penalty. Because Lenore has given up a couple of those this year. So that could be some hidden yardage that the that Washington generates just from attacking the Niners, uh, you know, backup who's starting because Mosley's out. So that'll be interesting. And really what Lenore does at cornerback is play very soft coverage and keep everything in front of him. But if you go deep on him, he could panic and, and grab you. So I think that'll be very interesting to see if, if Washington does it. I expect him to do it, frankly, on the first play of the game because I think from D'Amico's perspective, teams are so intimidated by the Niners' defense. They don't want to pass. They're, they're afraid of getting sacked, so they come in, first play, run. And I think D'Amico's probably going to be expecting a run. He's probably going to call cover one, probably have an eight-man box. It's Washington. They want to run the ball. He's going to have probably have an eight-man box in the first play of the game with bump and run, man-to-man -man coverage on the outside. And I think Washington, I mean, if I know Ron Rivera, 
He's going to want to make a statement on the first play. He's going to take a shot in the first play. I don't know Ron Rivera at all, so I guess I'm wrong. But I, I, it's possible I would do it if I were them. Double move on Diamond Lenore first play of the game, and then do it in the second quarter, and then do it in the third quarter. You could do it with Jahan Dotson first play. You could do it in, with McLaurin second quarter. You know. Because honestly, if they don't do that, Washington, how are they going to score anything? If they don't try to take shots down the field at Lenore, how are they going to move the ball? Just running the ball? They're going to run the ball a lot, but the Niners' run defense is too good for Washington to just hand off 45 times and win. They're going to have to find a way to move the ball through the air. And that's not so easy against the Niners' pass. I mean, the Niners are, are great at all three levels of their defense. So, to me, this is, you know, it's their best option. I'm surprised teams haven't gone to it sooner. And the reason I'm bringing it up isn't to, you know, Screw over the 49ers. I'm trying to bring this to their attention. D'Amico, be prepared for the, for the Washington Commanders to take a shot, first play of the game at Lenore to make a statement on your home field first, right out the, right out the gate. Don't come in so uh, confident that they're just going to run the ball and play passive and try not to lose and hope that the Niners beat themselves because that's not what they did when they went into Philly and won by 11. Put up 32 points. They're coming for you, and they're going to be aggressive. Because they have the wide receivers to pull this off. I don't know if they have the quarterback to pull it off. But again, all you have to do is get PIs. Jesus says, is their O-line good enough to give him time to throw against our D-line and final prediction tomorrow score? I'm going to give you the final prediction at the end. And that's the question, right? If I'm saying they should, they should, uh, the Washington should call like a deep shot at Lenore, maybe a double move in the first play of the game. Okay, great. Well, block Bosa. Block Armstead. Can they do it? We shall see. It'll be very interesting. But at the same time, Washington can do what I just said the Niners should do. Seven-man protections. Eight-man protections. Bring in a bunch of tight ends. Go play action. I mean, you don't need five guys in the pattern to attack Diamond or Lenore. You need one guy. And if I remember, remember, remember in Tennessee last year, the Niners lost 20-17. to 17. Tennessee didn't even have Derrick Henry. And all they did was go seven, eight-man protections, uh, chip Bosa, it worked, and just go down the fields, comeback routes at Ambry Thomas over and over and over again. With A.J. Brown, it worked. I mean, they didn't score a ton of points, but 20 was enough. They won 20-17. to 17. Washington could do the same thing. Heavy formations, a lot of tight ends, put McLaurin or Dotson on Lenore and go to work. You know, force, run the ball enough where you force the safety down and you get eight-man boxes and, and single high safeties in the middle of the field and just go to work on Lenore. That's what they can do. They have the wide receiver to pull it off, and uh, they have those old-school coaches that I'm sure they've thought of that. I'm sure why. I don't understand why other people haven't. Dave. Dave. What's up? Josh Wyatt. Joshua Wyatt. This is a must-win game. The two-seed is a big deal. The narrative of Brock as the new winner is valuable as well. This is a real test, not a trap. Love it. Hey, that's, that's how Kyle Shanahan should uh, be motivating his team this week. This is a must-win game. It's not just, tell them that, Kyle. Two seed's a big deal. Because otherwise, I don't see how the Niners motivate themselves for this game other than being professional, which may not be enough. Maybe it will be. Tony says, DC beat Philly because of unforced errors. If the Niners win the turnover battle and don't make dumb penalties, the Niners should win the game. Unforced errors, huh? Okay. All right. Dave Barclay says, guarantee Rivera has watched more Niner film than any opponent yet. He's bringing out everyone just like Kyle does in big games. Love you, GC. Love you too, Dave. 
Absolutely. I, I really respect Ron Rivera, and so does Kyle. Those two used to coach against each other in the NFC South. And back then, Ron Rivera's teams were juggernauts. So, a lot of mutual respect there. Is Jenkins better or equal to Josh Norman last year? I, 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 we haven't seen much from Jenkins. He hasn't played much, but I wouldn't expect much. Worse? All right. Let's talk about the Taylor Heineke factor. This guy beat Philly. He's 5-2-1. Not a great quarterback, but I mean, if we're being honest, is he worse than Brock Purdy? He's a lot like Brock Purdy. He's plucky. Frankly, he's a better athlete than Brock Purdy. He runs faster than Brock Purdy. So what's interesting to me about Taylor Heineke, not super physically gifted. I mean, we've seen more gifted, better quarterbacks uh, look bad against the Niners. More, more gifted quarterbacks than Taylor Heineke look really bad against the Niners. So I'm not saying, hey, watch out for Taylor Heineke. Yeah, he's got some good receivers. He's got two good running backs. They're going to run the ball a lot. I mean, he may not even do much. He could throw the ball 20 times in this game. But the one thing about Taylor Heineke, which is interesting, is he scrambles. And you know the Niners, they've the flaw in their defense. It's an all-time great defense. But they've had this flaw, going back to Robert Sala, is they just don't account for mobile quarterbacks on third down. If a quarterback is willing to scramble, it's wide open for them. They, they give up the B gap like you never, ever should. They just give it up. And I've, I've talked about it in the show. You never give up the B gap. And the way the Niners do. So that's the easiest way to scramble. For, for I'm talking about, you know, inside the defensive end. If you got to run outside, the if you have to run backwards and then to the sideline and then up the field, you're not going to get the first down. But if you get to cut upfield inside the, the D end and then... You can pump fake. You can, you can really crush the defense. Taylor Heineke can do that. And if this is a game that's close, like this game could be like week three. The one, what did the Niners lose? 13 to 10 was at the final score. So the Niners defense was great in that game, right? Great like always. But at the very end, they gave up one scramble to Russell Wilson on third and whatever, and they lost. They gave up what? They gave up some points, and that was the difference in the game. And they could come away saying, hey, we still play great, and the offense is the reason they lost, and true. But if this is a low-scoring game, and it comes down to the end, and, it, and it, there's one play where Taylor Heineke scrambles for a first down, he could do it. He has that skill set. He's actually faster than probably Geno, who ran for 18 yards on 3rd and 13 last week. So I, if you want, I'm not going to go into, again, what, what D'Amico Ryans needs to do to – Stop mobile quarterbacks. I did two videos on that yesterday. If you didn't see it, check it out. Um, I thought they were brilliant. But it's just stuff that Nick Saban has been doing for a long time to defend the mobile quarterbacks in the SEC. I saw a video um, of like a, a clinic from Georgia, and those guys came from Alabama. Coach Noah Johnson showed it to me. He's a lot smarter than me, and he pointed that out. I just like it because instead of giving up the B-gap, you have the left defensive end on the quarterback's right crash the B-gap, collapse the pocket, force the scramble to the right, and then you just have not a, a quarterback spy, but someone assigned to him, a blitzer, who's ready to chase down the quarterback when he tries to go all the way around. Nah, not going to happen. I like that strategy on third down. Taylor Heineke factor. The Niners got to be ready for those scrambles because it doesn't mean they're going to put up 32 points, but it does mean that they could, you know, have that one drive at the end of the game that wins it for them if the Niners aren't scoring. Jesus says, I know they played Philly, but... Have they played a defense like us? And how can we get that one seed again if possible? No, they haven't faced a defense like the Niners because the Niners have the best defense in the league. So if you haven't faced the Niners, you haven't faced a defense like them. Good point. 
how can we get that once again if possible? Win the rest of the games and Philly loses the rest of their games. That's how it is. That's how it would happen. Okay, this is interesting. So Taylor Heineke, 5-2-1, plucky player, good, kind of like the Brock Purdy of Washington, beat Philly. He scored 12 points last week, and they lost. And he's they're not married to him. And it's, if he struggles in this game and it's clear, like he's, he goes out there and looks like Tua, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Like, oh my God, I'm terrified by Nick Bosa. Oh, oh Eric Armstead's huge. I can't do this. That's what Tua looked like to me. Tua looked like, they're so big and violent. If that's what Taylor Heineke looks like, and it's clear that Washington is not going to be able to move the ball through the air with him at quarterback, and he's all he's going to be able to do is um, hand the ball off, scramble, fish for DPI calls, and check down, then they just might go to Carson Wentz, their backup, who's, you know, kind of a joke at this point in his career. But the thing about Carson Wentz is he, you know, he faced the Niners last year as the starting quarterback of the Colts one. Faced the Niners the year before that as a starting quarterback for the Eagles, won. And in both games, I actually thought he played decently. And what he did essentially was throw the ball downfield a lot and fish for DPI calls, especially when he was in Indianapolis, and it worked. So I'm saying this, that's like one of the best strategies Washington has this week is that if Taylor can't get it done and he can't at least push the ball down the field to, to put the pressure on Lenore and they can't, score with him they'll bench him bring in Wentz especially knowing that Wentz has beaten the Niners twice in the last two years well how we other how many other quarterbacks can say that two and oh in their last two starts in the last two years against the 49ers Carson Wentz and what does he do against the 49ers he presses the issue he puts the ball down the field he also makes ridiculous decisions he will give the ball away he's I'm not saying he's good but the Carson Wentz factor is real and if he plays in this game, I don't know. Be, I, he might give them a better chance to win than Taylor Heineke. I don't think Carson Wentz will be intimidated. He's a big, strong guy who's beat, who's faced his team and beaten him twice. Heineke might look intimidated. If he looks intimidated, I'd bench him and bring in Wentz if I was Ron Rivera. So the Niners should be prepared for both of these guys. Fortunately, they they faced Wentz, so they know him. But they neither time they particularly neither time did they really defend him well. So. I'm curious about the Wentz factor. In fact, I think Wentz is going to play at some point in this game. I'm not sure that Heineke makes it through the whole game. I'm more concerned about the Wentz factor than the Heineke factor. I don't even know if I sp- uh, spelled Heineke correctly. In fact, I might not have. And you know what? I don't care. Jesus says, perfect time to disguise the defense a little. Make them take unnecessary risks. Agree. Disguise the defense a little. I like that. Oh, Flave. I like Washington... I like Washington to cover in this one for sure. Possibly even win. Two seed would be nice. I think men are biggest threats. Hurts will be rusty after a month off. Could easily get knocked off by Dallas. True. That is true. Um, That being said, though, I kind of want to see what they do with Gardner Minshew. I have a feeling that Minshew is going to play well. I mean, Phillies like the Niners. They're freaking stacked. They might be even more stacked. And what we're learning is that lots of quarterbacks can play well in the 49ers, Flave. Aren't we learning that? Not just one, but lots of them. And I think maybe the same might be true with Philly. But we'll see. Flave, Jimmy was... (laughs) I thought Flave was actually going to write in and not talk about Jimmy today. I thought he would, but then he did. Hey, respect, Flave. 
Jimmy was our best shot at a Super Bowl. T. Lance and other running quarterbacks don't have intellect or mental capacity to be effective in the NFL. Purdy can get it done. Ooh. See, I think you just outed yourself that way. They don't have the intellect or the mental capacity. Man, that really sounds prejudiced, Flave. Oof, I can't vouch for you on that one, man. That's pretty bad, dude. That's pretty bad. Unless they're Steve Young, right? Oof, that's bad, dude. Really bad. Super. In fact, I it offends me. You offended me, Flave. And a lot of people that watch that show. You know what? You're suspended for a week, dude. Don't bring that mental capacity, intellect capacity around here. Dude, that's... That's racist. I'm just going to call it what it is. Man, I can't believe you wrote that on my show. You're out. Nope, you're out. You're out, dude. You're out. M Matthew Sanders says, remember when Kyle was trying to get the number two pick from Salah to have a shot at Zach Wilson? Pepper's Farm remembers. Oh, yeah. That guy is a Ryan Le Leaf level bust. Jamarcus Russell. Jamarcus Russell level bust. Ooh, I wish, I really am kind of, why did you do that, man? Anyway. Suspended. Suspended. Scott, thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, he really just outed himself as the clown that we kind of thought he might be. Ugh. Mental capacity. Wow. Wow. Okay, let's keep going. Uh, another thing the Niners need to do in this game to win. Get Brandon Ayuk the damn ball. I don't understand this. All of a sudden, you have a quarterback who wants to go down the field, willing to go throw outside the numbers in the last two games. Ayuk has had seven targets total. Seven targets total. That's not enough. And one of them was that long touchdown. I think they got to make a real concerted effort to give uh, Brandon Ayuk a lot of targets because Kittle could be blocking in this game. They're going to need as many blockers as possible. McCaffrey could be blocking. Debo's hurt. So you got Jennings and Ayuk. And Jennings is a hell of a player. You know, he's the guy who gets you 12 yards on third and nine. Hell of a player. He's the guy that, that catches the touchdown at, from the eight-yard line. But the Niners are going to need to find some big plays. Usually the team that has the most big plays wins, and that's Ayuk. And I, I'm tired of seeing the Niners use Ayuk like he's Debo. Stop running Ayuk on, like, shallow crosses and slants. You saw that he is the double move king. If you give him a if you give him a double move, he is going the cornerback will be erased from the frame. No matter what it is. If it's a double move, it the, the dude is toast. Can we see some of those, please? A stutter go, a stutter go and stop, whatever. There are lots of different stems off of that. I'd like to see some big plays to Brandon Ayuk. I don't know why that left the offense. I mean, I guess last week Kyle's like, hey man, Seattle's got some great corners. Better for me to scheme up some big plays in my tight ends. For sure. This week, Ayuk. Freaking Ayuk time. I'd like to see the double moves again. I'd like to see Kyle be aggressive. Because like, I don't know that the Niners are just going to be able to run the ball and win the game. That's what they want to do. But <laughs> Washington is built to stop that. And if it's a drop back passing game for uh, or a play action passing game, then Brandon Ayuk needs to step up. They have to give him an opportunity to step up. I'm calling it now. Usually when I implore Kyle Shanahan to give the ball to Brandon Ayuk, he does. So I'm just trying to quality control the situation. Get the ball to Brandon Ayuk more, please. Hey, Sue says, are we favorite to come out NFC or go to Super Bowl or someone else? I still think Philly's the favorite, but I don't know for sure. 
That was a fake flave by BT Dub. Was it really? Oh man, was it really? Hold on. How do you know? That would be good to know. Because if someone did it, yeah, I'd, I'd like to know that. I can't tell, actually. Is that true? Oh, he says biggest form of flattery. We got postures in here, Grant. Even though I basically agree with what he said, I, I didn't say it. Well, then you agree with it. So you're still, you're, okay, well, then nothing changed. Then you're still suspended. So have a good one, man. Ugh. I basically agree with it. Oh, cool. Nice. Uh... He says, I believe in Purdy. I don't agree with that other stuff. Give me a break. Okay. I've always said Trey is smart. Okay. He's just not good at football right now. Okay. Fair enough. Man, that was really, that was a whole twisted turn story. All right, Flav, you're unsuspended. Unless I, someone tell me if I'm tripping, man. I, I can't tell if the, the, the real Flaves from the fake Flaves over here. Fake Flaves. Thanks for suspending the racist. Here's $5. Well, now I'm confused. Was it the real flavor or not? You guys tell me. You guys tell me. For flavor suspension, thank you. I need to know. Was it fake or was it real? 35, 49ers, three including one rushing TDs for Purdy. Please someone tell me. That was fake, but he still said he agreed with the fake one said. But then he came back and said he was just agreeing with Purdy and said he thinks Trey's smart. I don't know. This is really, this, this, this show went off the rails. Flav, not Steve Young though, right? I love Trey and I want Niners to do well, even if players are purple. And yes, please more Ayuk. Flave said it wasn't him, but agreed anyway. I know, right? Uh, Jesus says Ayuk to Vikings would have some success as Jefferson probably better. Honestly feel like he a better route runner than Jefferson just does not get the ball a lot. I don't know if he's better than Jefferson, but he's like up there. But he doesn't get the ball a lot. It was a fake Flav account. I'm inclined to let Flav slide if that was a fake Flav account. Him saying he basically agreed was pretty bad, but then coming back and saying he only agreed with the Purdy part and thinks Trey's smart. I don't know. Man, Trey's always... Flavi's always riding the fence, man. I don't know what to think about that guy. I don't know. Grant, your job as QC is to make sure Lance for Wilson trade never happens. Dude, no one wants Wilson. Wilson's going to get cut. All right, last one. Final score prediction. So I just spent 38 minutes telling you all the ways that Washington could pose threat and make this a game and maybe even beat the 49ers. I just don't think Washington can score enough to win this game. And that's pretty much how I do all my predictions now. Can this team score enough to beat the 49ers? Probably not. Like, what are they going to do? The best they can do is maybe get to midfield and then just start throwing prayers into the end zone. I hope they get... Pass interference penalties that set them up at the one-yard line. If they don't get multiple, like, you know, 50-yard penalties on PI, are they going to score more than 13 points? Are they going to score more than 10? They could play Heineke. They could play Wentz. This defense is way too good. Now, the only thing that could change things is if Traverius Ward does not play. Because if it's, if it's freaking Lenore and Jenkins, I really think you could see a very aggressive Washington team hunting for those uh, big plays and, and uh, big penalties. So I'm going to say that Ward probably plays and the Niners win 20 to 10. I don't expect their offense to score a ton of points, but I think 20. I think they'll get to 20. If Jimmy were playing, it'd probably be 13. But with Purdy, I'm thinking the Purd effect, the Purdman, Purdman Jr. brings this, this team to 20 points and the Niners give up a whopping 10 
because that's how good they are. Anytime they give up more than 10 points, I'm shocked. They really feel like the 1985 Bears out there to me. I was born in 88, so I never saw that team. But that's what I would imagine they were like. 20 to 10 Niners. That's what they that's what should happen. Curious to, curious to think what you guys think will happen. Suspend Flav for agreeing with that account. That was racist. Yeah, but then he said he disagreed with the Purdy part. Man, I hate having to I hate having to deal with this stupid stuff. My birthday is tomorrow, so a dub would be a good present. You hear that, 49ers? Do it for Jesus. All right, everyone. Well, that's the show. Really got weird at the end. Sorry about that. I hope I hope we could focus on football and the lessons that I talked about resonate and the Niners internalize them and use them for success because I'm going to hold them accountable and I'm going to be grading myself in the 40 in the uh, post-game grades. Quality control. I think I did a great job this week. Go me. Thank you, everyone.